Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. KYW Original Podcasts. Well, the Eagles are back from their bye week. It's the first time we get to talk to Ray Dittinger in a couple of weeks as they face the Giants up in North Jersey on Sunday. Ray, thank you for the time. The first question that I have is a general question about the NFC East. And the question is based on play rather than the record and rather than what the standings say. Based on play, where do you think the Eagles rank right now for you in the NFC East? Are they the best team right now? Uh, I think they're probably the best team. I wouldn't say they're playing the best football. Um, and by saying they're the best team, you have to understand that we're setting the bar rather low. <laughs> but but I would I would say they are the best team, especially with the fact that uh, they are getting some injured players back. So this week they'll get Miles Sanders back. They'll get Lane Johnson back. They'll get Malik Jackson back. They've gotten Dallas Goddard back. So I mean that's that's I think helps them. They're becoming healthier and therefore a better team as they're moving along so that that's has part of that but um to to me the team that's playing the best football right now uh the team that seems to be improving the most is the giants which is Mm. what makes which is what makes this game i think particularly interesting and actually a little bit on the dangerous side for the eagles because the the giants are coming in here right now and they're a team that week to week has shown pretty consistent improvement no, and, and I agree with you on that, and we'll, and we'll get to that matchup shortly. I, I, I mean, I'm glad that you brought that up, because I totally agree with you that the Giants are improving. But you mentioned players that are coming back, and another player that could potentially come back this weekend, Ray, is Alshon Jeffrey. And if my math is correct, he's missed 12 games in a row dating back to last season because of the foot injury and then the calf injury. If Alshon is able to return this weekend, Ray, what should his role be? Uh, how how should that potentially affect the young emerging wide receivers on the Eagles roster? Um, I think that uh, they should still all play ahead of him. Uh, I mean, Alshon hasn't played in a long, long time. Uh, and, okay, he's healthy now, but, I mean, he's hasn't had any preseason. He obviously didn't have any of the camps. He hasn't gotten any work until just the last couple weeks. So he's going to have to be rusty. Uh, his timing is not right there with Carson Wentz the way the other guys are. I mean, right now, if you look at the Eagles situation from receivers, I mean, you're certainly not going to put Travis Fulgham on the bench. And and Greg Ward is, is pretty well established as a as a good slot receiver. I mean, he's your best third down guy. So you're not going to take those two guys off the field. And Jalen Rager's your first-round draft pick, and you just got him back last week, so you're not going to start sitting him down. So to me, all three of those guys, they have to play. Now, if, if Jeffrey, if you, if you want to go to some four wide receiver sets uh, and play with the empty backfield, okay, then maybe I guess he becomes that other guy. But I certainly wouldn't be giving him snaps at the expense of the, th- of the three other guys because they've been in the lineup and 
uh, and, a, and an offense that's trying to find some kind of timing and some kind of continuity, I think it's important to keep that moving. Especially with Carson Wentz. And speaking of Carson, I think the story that, that got the most attention this week um, was because it was something that came from Brett Favre. And I, and I know you know what it is. Brett Favre on ESPN said that the Eagles should have kept Nick Foles over Carson Wentz. Uh, it's not the first time he has shared an opinion like that, but it caught a lot of attention this week. And then, of course, there was Doug Peterson's reaction, his second reaction, and then finally his third reaction. It took three tries to get Doug to defend Carson. Ray, what did you think of that whole sequence that this week from the Favre to Doug's questions uh, to the questions to Doug and the answers uh clumsy uh <laughs> clumsy might be the best way of describing it uh I I think I I kind of think I understand what Peterson was doing um to me it was look he knew I'm sure look he, he and Brett are friends from way back I mean they played together for a long time in Green Bay they're still friends they're still in touch uh, and and I'm sure he was aware of what Brett had said in the interview. Um, so I think he was, I think he was expecting the question to come up in the press conference. Uh, and I think his his thought was, look, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm not even going to deal with this. You know, I'm just going to let's. I just want to get on and get off the topic and get back to talking about the football team. Uh, I don't. I think given the state of the team right now, and particularly given the state of his quarterback right now. I think the last thing he wanted to do was was to, was to reopen the door to the Nick Foles Carson Wentz uh, question, and so he just wanted to just hey Brett's got his opinion that's fine he's entitled to his opinion and that's that and move on. I guess he thought that that would allow him to move on. Of course, the press correctly needed a little more clarification, so they mm-hmm. came back to it and then they came back to it. So Doug just Doug just didn't want to make it into a big thing. He just wanted to kind of brush it off and and. Hopefully it would be dropped, and when it wasn't dropped, then it just became more awkward each time the question was asked. Um, but uh, I think that what I think Doug's his third answer, the one where he kind of put, where he finally kind of closed the book on it, should have actually been his first answer. It should have just been very simple. And I think that this is the unfortunate part is I think I think he had a real opportunity there uh, to give a real strong vote of confidence to Carson Wentz, which wouldn't have been a bad thing. You know, if if the question the first time the question comes up, all he should have said should have been, "Look, yeah, it's, that's Brett's opinion. He's entitled to his opinion. We're friends, and we're going to remain friends. But I'm just going to tell you from my position and the and the team that Carson Wentz is our guy. We drafted him. We believed in him. We're committed to him. We were committed to him then. We're committed to him now. Um, and boom. And then that, then it's over. And you right. you put it to rest emphatically. And at the same time, you sent a really positive message to Carson Wentz that, hey, look, and we know you're not having a very good year, but we still believe in you. You're still our guy. I think it actually could have accomplished a lot. But uh, this was sort of, uh, you know, this was in, in the week of the uh, in the week with Eagles go back to New York. And you always talk about the Joe Pizarczyk, Joe Pizarczyk, uh Herman Edwards play. This was sort of a, this was sort of Doug's opportunity to fumble the ball. And I think he did. Oh, I love that analogy. That analogy is sensational, right? Um, it, it's it's amazing on this topic that it is still brought up 
two years removed from Nick Foles being on the Eagles roster. And it's not to diminish what Nick Foles did, but uh, Carson Wentz also had a really sensational season in 2017, and the Eagles were in that position to be in that uh, home field spot throughout the playoffs because of Carson. But it's, it's also amazing that it's still brought up two years after the fact because with all due respect to Foles, he's not playing well right now either. Um, so I guess my question is, well, one, Ray, how fair is it that it is still brought up? And two, what's it going to take for it to go away? What's it going to take for it to go away? In some people's minds, it'll never go away. In, in some people's minds, they're just not going to let go of it. I mean, if, if, if the Eagles and Carson Wentz go on and they win a Super Bowl with Carson Wentz, a quarterback, and he's the guy standing on the, uh, on the, on the stage after the game with the confetti falling and he's the guy holding the Lombardi trophy up, then I think in, in effectively, I think he puts it to rest. People still continue to talk about it, but as an issue, quote unquote, I think it goes away if he wins the Super Bowl. He takes this team to the big game and wins it. Then I think that pretty much ends, not necessarily the discussion, but the debate. Um, but I understand it. I understand that there, you know, in all of football history, there haven't been too many cases like this where you have a one quarterback who goes on and takes a team and wins the championship in the fashion in which Nick Foles wins the championship, where he's, the, he's clearly the MVP and beats the Patriots and beats Tom Brady. I mean, that's a remarkable achievement for a franchise that had never been there before, that he's the guy that gets you there, and then once he gets you there, he wins the game. And then a couple of years later, you, make, you move on, uh, and that quarterback leaves town. It's Go back in football history, it hasn't happened very often. So under those set of circumstances, I understand why people will continue to debate this uh, because the Carsons had his opportunity to take the team back there, hasn't been able to accomplish it. Um, But you're right in the way you you put this, that, that, listen, if Nick Foles had left Philadelphia and gone on and been absolutely sensational at his next stop and had taken another team to the playoffs or taken another team to a championship game, uh, I mean, this would be a whole different discussion. But the fact of the matter is, Nick has had a very, <laughs> to, to, I don't know any other way of putting it, he's had a very unusual career. I mean, he's, he's, he's bounced around, he's played for a lot of teams, uh, and the only place where he's really had success is Philadelphia. Uh, the other places he's been, he's been average and less. So uh, I, I guess this conversation will continue on uh, until the day that Carson Wentz wins the Super Bowl, and then maybe then we can finally begin to put it to rest. I'm sure you've told me how you felt before, um, and I'm, sh- I'm sure you have said it many times before, even even if I didn't ask, but I, I guess just to, to con- you know complete the uh, conversation on this particular topic this morning, did the Eagles make the right decision two years ago to go with Carson Wentz over Nick Foles? Yeah, I, and I don't honestly think that it was much of a decision to be made. I, I think that the situation to me was... I understand that people are going to debate it just because I guess people love to debate things. Uh, and listen, Nick Foles became a huge hero in this city. I mean, my heavens, there's a statue of him outside, outside <laughs> Lincoln financial field. There's no statue of Carson Wentz the last time I looked. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this is a very unusual case, but I thought that, yeah, I mean, this was the way it was going to play out. I mean, the Eagles, they made a very strong commitment to Carson Wentz. They absolutely believed that, they drafted him to be the franchise quarterback, and throughout that 2017 season prior to his injury, he was truly the best player in the National Football League. There was not, no evidence there 
that would make you think that he was less than the guy that you dreamt drafted him to be. Um, and then if that's the case, if you really have that strong a commitment to Wentz, and they should have based on what they had seen, then you really don't have much choice other than to let Nick Foles go off and try and establish himself as the quarterback somewhere else. I mean, to me, it was I, I just didn't think there was any other way it was going to play out, that they were going to stay with Wentz, they believed in Wentz, they wanted Wentz to be the guy. They were grateful to Nick for what he accomplished. Um, but inevitably, Nick was going to want to strike out somewhere. He was going to want to go somewhere, be the number one quarterback, have a chance to have his team that was truly going to be his team get the big contract and have his opportunity to lead his team to a Super Bowl. That was what Nick was going to want inevitably, and you know, and that's the way it worked out. So, yeah, I think the decision – I don't know that it was much of a decision to be made. I think the circumstances were kind of what they were. And uh, I, I think it would have been surprising to me and bordering on shocking if it had been anything else. No, I agree with you on that. It, it wasn't surprising that they that they went the way that they went. And you're right, there probably wasn't a de- much of a decision to make based on everything that they had done to acquire Carson Wentz. Uh, focusing on this weekend, Ray, how should the Eagles, the 3-4-1 Eagles, approach this matchup against the uh, improving 2-7 and seven Giants? Um, as the biggest game they have played to, to this point. Uh, and I know it seems... It seems kind of silly, almost, to talk about a big game between a two and seven team and a three, four and one team. But you know, we're living in unusual times, and the Eagles and Giants are playing in an unusual division where I don't think anybody in the division is going to get to 500. I really don't. Hmm. So uh, yeah, you got a situation here where you got these two teams that are both just struggling along. But this is a very big game in terms of shaping what this division is going to be the second half of the year. Um, the Eagles are in first place at 3-4-1. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, the Giants to me are a team that they're the one team in the division you can kind of point to and say, this team is improving. And you can kind of see it week to week, this improvement. Uh, and um, I know the Eagles' history with the Giants in this series. They've won the last eight. They've won 12 out of 13. I mean, they really, really own this series and have been for a while. But they better not get complacent about this game, and the fans better not assume that this is oh, going to be oh, another easy game with the Giants, because I don't think it's going to be. If you look at the Giants over the last five weeks, all three of the, all five of those games have, played, have been played within three points of each other. Mm-hmm. You know, there are three points or two points. There's one point. There's one point. There's two points. I mean, it's, every one of them is a field goal game the, mm-hmm. last five, the last five games in a row. So they've all been close, and I expect that this game's going to be close as well. What specific matchups are you going to focus on this weekend? I, I guess it's going to be, I guess it's going to be the Eagles' pass rush uh, against uh, the Giants' offensive line and quarterback Daniel Jones. You know, you look at the, the Eagles and you look at the Giants, and they're two teams that are very similar in the respect that a big part of the reason that they are where they are right now is because of the play of their quarterbacks. You know, we've talked endlessly in Philadelphia about. Uh, Carson Wentz and the mistakes and the turnovers and the fumbles and the interceptions. But they're having exactly the same discussion up in New York about Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, his biggest problem is he, he's turning the ball over and he's throwing bad interceptions and he's fumbling every time that he gets hit. So in a, in a, in a large respect, these teams are almost mirror images of each other. That Their biggest yeah. problem right now is the problem at the quarterback position. So what the Eagles have to do is to – this week, make sure that they get Daniel Jones to play like Daniel Jones. I mean, last last week in the game, in their win over Washington, 
the biggest single factor about their win over Washington was the fact that Daniel Jones, for the first time all year, didn't turn the ball over right. one time in that game. So that's how they won that game. And the Eagles, if the Eagles want to win this game, they can't allow that to happen. And it starts with a big pass rush up front. Giants offensive line is playing better, but it's still not great. The Eagles should win a lot of those matchups. And if they can get pressure on Daniel Jones, then he can turn the ball over and then the Eagles can come out of there with a big win. You know, Ray, it's interesting. Over the bye week, I felt like when I was talking about the Eagles, there was a lot of positive, optimistic talk that they were kind of trending in the right direction because they were in first place and it stayed in first place. But as as I get ready to make this pick right now, I don't have much confidence in picking the Eagles. There are three wins. San Francisco, they won because they made three huge plays in that game. That's it. That's why they won. The New York game that they won, you could easily make the argument that the Giants collapsed as much as they came back in the end. And Dallas was just flat-out awful. I think it's arguably the worst opponent that they've faced in the Doug Peterson era. The Giants, as we've talked about, have been playing better football, and their games have been really close lately. The loss to the Buccaneers was really close. They almost beat that team, and of course, they almost beat the Eagles. Uh, The Giants are due to beat the Eagles. They've lost eight in a row, as you mentioned, also 12 out of 13. And although the Eagles are getting healthier, they still haven't proven yet that they can be consistent and go on that run. So in that case, Ray... I'm going the Giants, 23-20. to 20. What is your prediction in final score? I can understand that. Uh, I can understand that. And I've, uh, I've really gone back and forth on this game for all the reasons that you just cited. I mean, the Eagles, I thought that was a very disappointing performance against the Cowboys, even though they came away with a win. And on the score, it looks like they covered and they won handily. I mean, anybody that saw that game knows how poorly they played, especially on offense. And it was, a, it was a step back in what has already been a step back kind of year for Carson Wentz. That was a big step back, turning the ball over four times against that defense. So the Eagles aren't exactly coming into this on, on a roll, whereas the Giants, I think, kind of are. Uh, and you can definitely see that they kind of believe in themselves more. Uh, the defense is playing. I don't think they have a lot of stars over there, but they're playing really well as a team. Uh, it looks to me like they've really bought into Joe Judge, the rookie head coach. I mean, he's kept this team together, and they seem to really be responding to him. So, yeah, I think the Giants are coming into this game feeling pretty good about themselves. And, you know, the Eagles are coming off a bye, so everybody says that the rest will help, and they're getting healthier. And I just I just think that uh, with some of these guys back, with Goddard back now, with Rager back now, um, I just think the Eagles are going to win the game. I don't know mm. how. Uh, I think it's going. To, I think it's going to be a lot like the game that they had a couple of weeks ago. I think it's going to go into the fourth quarter, um, but it's going to be close. But I think the Eagles are going to win. My biggest concern, honestly, and I, this I think is a big factor, uh, is the kicking game. Oh. I mean, the, the Giants. Uh, you know, Graham Gano, uh, their kicker has made 19 in a row. Uh, he was just NFC Special Teams Player of the Week, mm-hmm. and we know that Jake Elliott has been very up and down and. This game could very, very well come down to a big field goal late in the game. And if it does, you got to say the Giants are probably better equipped to win it that way. But having said all that, I still think the Eagles overall are the better team. I think the week's rest will do them some good. And I'm expecting them to win it. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a struggle. But I think the Eagles are going to win. And I think it's going to be low scoring, similar to what you're thinking. I'm saying 20-17. to 17. 20 to 17. Ray has the Eagles winning and improving to 4 4 and 1. Ray, it's always enjoyable to talk football with you, and I look forward to breaking the game down Monday morning. Have a wonderful weekend. You too, David. Talk to you then. Talk to you then, Ray. Hall of Famer Ray Didinger of 94 WIP. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.